Welcome to the episode. I'm Lunchy. I'm Pabs. Lunchy, what happened to your hand? That's classified. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to begin. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the podcast that analyzes, interprets, and uh, observes the human experience. Fuck that right <laughs> up. Go on, Pabs. Make sure to leave a like and a subscribe and, and comment, guys, because if you comment, we will reply to your comment. That's a promise. Definitely. What's happening, LV? What is that? Uh, well, thank you, Pabs, for rescuing our intro. I do appreciate <laughs> that. I fumbled after delivering such confidence, right? Yeah. I, I, the way I you felt the about intro, the intro. Yeah, yeah, bro. I, I felt like I bolstered your confidence, right, with my, my assertiveness. <laughs> Two seconds in, and I stumble, trip spectacularly over my own fucking intro. So, yeah, man, I'm doing all right. Uh, <laughs> So, like, uh, as always, mm. we've spent the week thinking, mm. scouring the depths of the intranets yes. and our own minds yes. to figure out what to bring the good listeners this week. Uh -huh. And it doesn't disappoint. I feel like we've landed on something that is, uh, I think it's rational to believe that this applies to everybody. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, everybody's it's across all, you know. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We're, 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 we're going to be discussing... It's a myriad. It falls under the 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 veil of, of secrecy, privacy, mm. information protection, and data. Yep. Right. Redactions. Redaction plays a huge role in what we're going to talk about because, yep. like, a topic isn't a topic until we can throw some shade at an organisation. Yeah. Yes. Some black lines. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> black blocks, as you'll see later on. Starting from the top. Mm. What I guess we're looking to set out to do today is to figure out when, because those things by themselves are uh, useful, mm. if not harmless, yep. until they're used in the wrong way. Mm. What we're looking to do is figure out where's the line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, because these are things that we're all victim to at some point, unless, of course... Or exposed to. Yeah, yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. I'd say victims too. I'm trying to put a bit of sinister vibe <laughs> out there. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we're... Let's start from the very beginning. Thank you. Thank you. There are typically um, fail-safes in society. Yeah. Okay? That are there to protect privacy and information and data that we disclose on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and furthermore, to protect. Yes. Um, we need to protect information and private, people's privacy, right? Yep. And so there are a few ways that we do this, right? Now, we're looking at... A, a good example of that would be when you create a bank account. Yeah. Um, and now with online banking and, and a lot of stuff being turned largely digital. Yes. You would want to hope there are securities in place that protect your banking info, right? And your, your, your personal info. Yeah. Well, right? crypto is a good example. Tell us uh, about crypto, perhaps. Well, no, because crypto... I was... Yeah, so I can talk about my experience, right? With crypto, yeah. we signed up. I'm, yep. I'm now a crypto... Holder. Holder? Yeah. Nice. Hodler. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, and the level of security rigmarole we had to go through just to create an account. This yeah. was prior to even purchasing the crypto. Yep. 
was astounding. Yep. The yep the the know your customers part of it, the ID checks and stuff like that. Yep. But I can be frivolous now mm. and safe in the knowledge that no one's getting to that <laughs> info. Right? Yes. There is no way. I almost struggled to log in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a really good example yep. of of information and privacy protection done really well. Yeah. 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 Then there are less mm. well done and well preserved um, yes. examples of privacy protection. Yeah. Okay. One that we're all guilty of. If you have a Facebook profile or a um, a Tinder profile or a Grinder profile, <laughs> shout out to Mal. Um, <laughs> I um. Your data and privacy aren't worth anything, right? They're, mm. they're worth a lot of money. To the company. To the company. Yeah. Because what the company would typically do on Facebook, YouTube, you know, um, we're going to get striked for that, aren't we? Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> what they'll typically do is actually on-sell that information and your data packets, as they're called, okay? And that's sold to the highest bidder typically so that people involved in marketing are able to target you. Yes. Okay. Now it's not illegal. Mm. That's that's nowhere near illegal because mm. you agree to it. That is the binding resolution between you and the the social media platform. Yes. That little button you can't wait to get to and scroll through a privacy agreement agree. in terms of use and <laughs> press agree. Yeah. Right. It's all in there. Yeah. But and there's our first question: When the hell was the last time you took the time to read and analyze the information in that privacy and and user agreement? Mm. Yeah, probably people are clicking off this video I'm, as we speak. Right. <laughs> because it's like they're just going, Nope, never done it before. <laughs> you reckon you reckon we're the only ones? <laughs> no way. Like I've people had, don't read I've had that to, stuff. I've had to write one because I'm in real estate. I've I have to I've had to write a few of them, like um privacy statements, mm. you know, how we use your data, blah blah blah. Yeah. But um I don't think I've ever actually read one. Yeah, no. So I have read one, yeah. and it was more of an. Uh, uh, it wasn't because I was interested in what they had to say. It was because I was interested in what was, what what typically is contained in them. I wasn't. I was just looking. I yeah, was bored. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, wonder what these actually say. Yeah. Read it. Unimpressed. <laughs> uh, but if you read the fine print. Uh, You're basically giving there. away all of all your, of your personal data. That's exactly right. Yeah. When you once it's on the internet, it's on the internet, and a lot of these these user agreements are geared so that that is the case, and yeah. you largely are a citizen of nowhere on the internet. Mm. You have no rights. Um, I guess uh, what we want to talk about today are the obvious examples on those agreements and those infringements of privacy that are bordering on legal, illegal, moral, immoral, ethical, unethical. Yeah? Okay. And there are plenty out there, right? Yeah. Plenty of interesting ones. So Examples, yeah. To do that, we've got to have a look at our understanding, I guess, of, of why privacy is a thing and why it's in place, right? Like, And what types of privacy we're talking about. So, like, with banks, you're talking about personal privacy. Yeah. Right? Um, custodial privacy some some description yeah yeah then there are levels of protection for companies and organizations yeah yeah 
And then there are levels of protection for countries mm. and, and societies as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Governments. Governments. And and they are three very different levels of protection that all have their own Achilles heels. Yeah. Okay. They're open to exploitation. Yes. Yes. Right. So we looked into not long ago the CIA case files. Mm. We were looking into uh, MK Ultra. Yeah. Right. And what we found on our journey was that there were lots of documents that had formerly been labeled top secret that have since been largely declassified. Yes. However, even in the declassified documents, there are still sometimes a lot of examples of heavy redaction. Yes. All right. Um, now you could open nearly any document. So you can see here on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, that uh, you can see these little black squares here that are actually whited out. There's there's a couple of forms of redaction, and you typically what you'll see in our background the uh, the, the the black redactions. This is yeah yeah that's the pluromipsum in our background, yeah. and it's redacted. Yes, <laughs> that's right. On the document you're looking at um, that Pab's had up was uh, an example of a whited out redaction. Now why why do this? Yeah. Why do this at all? Okay. So I'm sure at some point in the history of this document, it was deemed top secret for a number of reasons. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But those reasons are always different between documents. So in some documents, we notice just people's names have been blacked out. Now, that's obviously to protect the person, the individual. Yes. Right? Yeah. On other documents, mm. you notice that there are names of organizations blacked out. This is where it becomes a bit shady. It's like, you're not going to know who's responsible. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's right. Um, and and then we're looking at the um, uh, the unredacted version yes. of the 28-page so, insertion. Sorry, I'm skipping ahead a little you bit. You are, you are, but that's <laughs> fine. This is a document that was released by the Obama administration that um, pertains to the 28 missing pages of the 900-page report about 9-11. Yeah. Yeah? And Look you can this. see. I can see this. It says top, they redacted the words top secret. <laughs> that is fantastic. And they redacted them very badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like they, someone went, no, we're going to need that thicker pen. Yeah. Right? Because this one ain't oh, working. Get me the thicker pen, mate. <laughs> Some intern got fired. That's amazing, right? So, like, this is yeah. You did skip a little bit ahead, but yeah, we'll still a, get to that. It's right. fine, right? Because yeah. what we're what we're if you want to move on to that, right? The report that we're talking about, which is called the Joint Inquiry into Intelligence Community Activities Before and After the Terrorist Attacks of September 11, or as I like to call it, the J-I-I-C-A-B-A-A-T-T-A-O-S-11. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which is a report that was made as a result of an inquiry into the intelligence agencies regarding activities surrounding 9-11. Yeah. Kind of self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Okay, the report was missing 28 pages back to back. It wasn't missing. The pages were there. The information was completely redacted completely on those 28 redacted. pages. Yeah. Now, imagine this. 
you're the victim of 9-11 in some way or another, but you survived. Mm. Whether you're in the building, you had a family member that was killed, whatever. An inquiry into this report, which we can probably consider as some amount of closure, right? Yeah, For I guess so. For the family? Yeah. Like, because one of the major stepping stones on the road to recovery is information. Mm. Well, that's the way I see it. Yeah, right? I agree. And the, 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 the clarity of information is important. Yes. Now, you receive this report. A lot of people would have been hinging on this as mm. a form of closure. And there's this big fucking blank chapter. 28 pages. Of blankness. How would you... And I'm being serious. I'm not taking the piss here. Yeah. Like, how would you take that? That's like... A, it's kind of insulting. Yeah, it's right? like a kick in the mouth. Because at this point, you've lost somebody or, or very nearly lost yourself. Mm. What could be that important that you are not entitled as a victim to see? Mm. Yeah. Now, we can answer the question, Right. This is probably one of the few examples where we can. This particular chapter was dedicated to who was funding and who had the ability to provide funds to support the terrorists' attacks, yes. yep. right? Yep. That's a pretty important chapter. Yeah, I think so. Right? <laughs> like, only, as far as prob Probably go. the only chapter that actually points a finger. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so as know, far this... as relevance goes, it's very relevant. Yeah. You know? It... But, but it happened to be Saudi Arabia. That's right. Yes. That's right. So what happens is, fast forward 14 years, the mm. 28 pages are unredacted. 14 years? Yeah, wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. So come 2015... The, the official report is released in all its glory, unredacted, and it tells that those 28 pages tell a story of information that officials in intelligence agencies had supporting the notion that there were Saudi Arabian figureheads within the American yep. state uh, sorry, the American continent, that were providing funding to terrorists. Yes. Right? What was damning was the fact that they had the information and did nothing about it. Mm. So what it looks like, because of the redaction, is that that was hidden. Yeah. Right? It looks like they were hiding the fact that yep. they didn't do their jobs. Yeah. Right? Now, you and I had a conversation prior to this about, like, what does that say overall? to the populace, right? Because by itself, okay, it's a little damning, but not crippling. Yep. Um, it's not just one report, though. This is, happens all the time, all the time, all the time. Mm. And it paints a larger picture of undermining themselves, the government undermining themselves. Yep. Yeah? Yep. Not undermining, protecting, protecting themselves. Which ultimately undermines them because then people lose faith in their government. That was kind of where I was getting. Yeah, maybe maybe the... Because they're not beyond saying... that they, Okay, for my mind, in my perfect world, right, yeah. where we exchange ideas for money, um, what I was thinking was like, if they had to come out straight off the bat, no redaction, no 28 pages missing, it was all available, that would have been way better for everybody, including the government. It would have shown... Um, a capacity for clarity and sharing information as it is. 
Yeah, possibly. You know, possibly. for me, because that's the thing. Like you don't, you don't want to hear the bad news, but you respect the person telling it for what it is. Yeah, um, I tend to agree with you, but you know, at some point, someone has to say this information, even though it will build our credibility. Yes, is more damaging than the credibility that it can bring to the government. This document alone, do you think that's the case? I don't know. I, I'm 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 not a diplomat. I don't I really understand. You know the relationship between America and Saudi Arabia. Mm. Maybe a call was made about the fact that you know the people who were acting from Saudi Arabia weren't officials, right? So, so that this that's really important. You actually mentioned that because I was going to gloss right over it. Mm. Um, it came out that the reason that it wasn't acted on by intelligence agencies in a timely manner was because there was fear that it might interrupt relations between the American and Saudi yeah, governments. Yeah, well, that can be the only reason, right? That can you be would assume so, but I'm clarifying it for our listeners. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if relations were good with them and, you know, America basically started dropping bombs on the on the Arab world, generally speaking, not in Saudi Arabia, but on, you know, like Arabian people, so mm. to speak, like, you know, Afghanistan and, you know, all, all that. Um, I don't know whether you can pull them in the same, con, you know, but I guess they're all Muslim, right? Yeah, like, yes. you know, so, so that's a, a, a um, tie that binds. Maybe, maybe they just decided, mm, you know, it's better to have friends in that, Realm. Really? This goes to talk about everything that pisses me off about society, okay? Mm. And let me rant, right. okay? Here's the fucking problem. Yeah. You're Saudi Arabia, mm. right? I'm America. Now, you in this example of my rant yes. are uh, living in a house with a couple of people. Yep. And I'm living in a house with a couple of people. But you and me, we're mates. Yep. You know, we, we, we drink beers on a Sunday, you know? Uh, watch the footy together, whatever, right? Now, I know for a fact that one of your housemates mm. is doing the wrong thing and it could reflect on your good name in the, in the, in society, in the community. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Same so, bro, that, that dude, Dennis. Yep. He's living with you. Yeah. He has sex with chickens. Right. Okay. Uh, and it wouldn't leave your good name. It leaves your business card at the site every time. <laughs> what All would right. you do to Dennis? Look, fair enough. The, the, okay. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> You're not entertaining me, goddammit. There's a difference between. <laughs> there's a difference between a quiet conversation between you and I and yes. going to tell all the people who live in your house that someone in that house no but but robert the guy who lives with me yes had a, his chicken was raped <laughs> you understand right okay so i got so, it and I, now I, you're I, the only person that knows yeah right and i'm suffering from a tremendous amount of guilt yep but but on the on the flip side yes right um tommy Yes, right. who's who, Tommy who, live with? Who also happens to be ilk, my ilk of yeah. people. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. You've started a war with him. Right. Right? You've started a war with Tommy. Why? Right? Because 
of whatever reason. Let's let's just let's just. I've, I've got previous beef with Tommy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, the if you it's because Tommy is of my ilk, so to speak. Yes. Right. You and I are friendly. Yes. Right. Would it be better for you at that point to turn a blind eye to Chicken Raper? Right. And focus on the enemy rather than dilute your people's resolve to mm. attack the enemy? No. The optimum outcome would be to recognize that I'm a warmonger. Dennis is a chicken raper. Robert is a victim. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Right. <laughs> I just worked it out. Right. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually someone in Tommy's house that rapes the chickens. Who the fuck's Tommy? Tommy. Tommy's the, the other person. Is he a friend of mine? No, he's your enemy. But he's a friend of yours? Yes. Well, fuck Tommy. No, no, no. He's not. He's of my ilk. What does that mean? I don't know, man. <laughs> Christ. Fact is, there's chickens getting raped and we know who done it. And I'm yeah. preserving your good name no, no, and no, being no. a friend. But it wasn't my people that raped the chicken. It was, but, but one of the people who lives in my house is paying a little bit of money to the other guy to rape the chickens. You need to know about that. I need to know about it. Yes. Do your people need to know about it? Yeah, because Robert's inconsolable. His chicken's been fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? God. <laughs> that was a really crude way to demonstrate my point, and I apologise in advance for anybody that just went, fuck you guys, I've had enough. Like, oh, crikey. Right? Anyways, I think it makes sense to be um, forthright Yeah. Uh, in that situation. And like you said, though, like we're not diplomats. <laughs> and I think we've just demonstrated exactly why we're not diplomats. You'd, you'd be like Trump. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, okay. Okay. So All moving right. on. Right. Maybe, that's maybe an official. A... That's a large scale uh, yeah. report that's been prepared Everyone on behalf about... of a country. Yes. Actually, um, let's let's zoom in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Give the good people an example that maybe they can relate Late a little bit to. more to. Right. <laughs> no chickens. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Police reports. Okay. Now, the way that I understand it, when there is an incident, when there is an arrest made, mm. most countries have a similar process. The, the arresting officers have to write up a report. Yep. Basically a summary of the events. It has to be clear. It has to be concise. Yep. Right. This happens everywhere all the time. But there was one particular colonel, Richard mm. McEwen, of the Massachusetts State Police fame mm. that actually ended up handing in his resignation, not because he wanted to retire, but because he was at the centre of a media scandal. Okay. What had happened, old, old Ricky, right? Ricky has Rick, Dog. uh, Rick Dogs has yeah. um, been made aware that there was an arrest made by two of his officers under his command yeah. of a lady that was drink driving. Now, the lady just happened to be the daughter of a federal courts judge. Okay. Okay. Now, when the lady was arrested, she made a couple of very distinct statements. Yes. Okay. The first statement she made was, Oh shit, my dad's a fucking judge. He's yeah. going to be really mad at me. Yeah. Right? The second one is I'm actually addicted to heroin and I need it quite badly. If I don't have it, I get sick. Yeah. She's a she's a hectic addict. Yeah. Okay. And the third one was that she actually admitted to using sex as a method of payment. Now this isn't 
unbeknownst to addicts. This is quite typical behavior in some more unfortunate cases, right? Okay. She's having sex for drugs. Sure. Okay. The police officers went about, I'm going to argue here that they did their job. Yeah. They simply recorded the conversation verbatim. Sure. Okay. Gets back to old, old Rick Dogs. Yep. And Rick Dogs' directive was you need to redact those statements from the official report. Yes. Right? The policemen are a bit confused. They're like, what? Like, this is how we do it. Yes. Why is this different, right? And obviously it's because this is the daughter of a judge. Yep. Now, he's, here's my argument. He stood down because he knew he was in the wrong. Okay. He wouldn't have stood down otherwise, right? But a criminologist came to his... They interviewed a few people in different professions over this and uh, quite a popular criminologist turned around and said, no, that's quite normal. You would redact that information because it only serves to embarrass the judge. Yes. It has no other function in that report than mm. to embarrass the judge. Mm. Now, me, you and I had a, had a somewhat of a debate about this, right? <laughs> Once yep. again. I think that that's pretty typical. It's pretty standard. Mm. Leave it in the report. Let the cards fall where they may. You know, uh, and I understand that America is quite a tabloid-driven country, and so that that probably would be, if found out, which it has been, inflammatory for the judge, right? Like, that would probably cause a bit of trouble. Mm. Could he be fired, though? No, it's just embarrassment, I guess. You were standing in a position where you're like, no, I think it's reasonable to redact it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and your argument... Go on, you, you, I'm speaking a lot for you, bro. Yeah, so um, I, I think that the um, the statements... So there, there needs to be a definition here, right? If she had said something to the effect of, my dad is a judge and he's going to have your balls on a platter... Yes. Right? Yes. Then I think that that's relevant to whoever's, you know presiding over that case to determine whether or not she's guilty. Or well, she'll be guilty of something else if she that She might be guilty case, of something right? else. She'll be That's guilty right. of trying to use incriminating, influence to sway right? yep. an officer or whatever the charge would be. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that um, there is no, like there's no reason to have that statement within the context of that case. Yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, I guess there isn't any malicious intent, right? Um, it's just, I guess, just kind of like shows that she was in a disoriented state or whatever, whatever she was under the influence of, prob probably heroin, probably driving while under the influence of heroin. Um, and I don't know, is, is there a point to having it in there? I, and, and I think well, that... Well, there is, bro, but it's not what you may think, right? This is a veiled thing right here. I think what got him fired was the fact he redacted it. Well, it's funnily enough, right? I mean, if he hadn't have redacted it, probably wouldn't have wouldn't even have made the fired. news. Wouldn't have got fired, that's right. Probably wouldn't have even made the wouldn't news. Wouldn't have probably even been popularised. Wouldn't have yep. landed anywhere. Now it's part of the pop culture and, we, you know, we that's, found it on the interwebs and we're talking exactly about That's exactly right, it. dude. Right. So, like, right now, we're not painting, like, redaction isn't painting a great picture for itself, right, as far mm. as, like, what it does for people. It yeah. builds distrust. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I also agree that, like, you know, palace intrigue or how, however you want to term it, you know, people's um, 
want to know the unknown, you know, is, you know, drives a lot of this. Yeah. And the question is, you know, why, why is there, why is there a need? Like, why are we so hungry for information? If, you know, some information someone else knows, we just, we just want to know it for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. And this is what we're trying to determine, right? Where does redaction affect you personally? Mm. Right. That's a big part of what we're doing here. Let's move right along to something totally left field, but still fringing in the <coughs> how secrets may be bad for you. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, Google iceberg. Yeah. Okay. So hands up how many people of you are <coughs> familiar me. with this, right? Um, this is this is not new, but it's it's kind of new to the zeitgeist of the pop culture experience, right? Yeah. Uh, it's popped up a lot recently. I wonder what's driven that. What do you think's driving that interest in the Google iceberg all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right? It's interesting. So what the Google iceberg, uh, you would be better searching for Google Maps iceberg. Oh, um, right. Okay. Right, if you're looking for an image, we <laughs> want to throw something It's the Google Maps you. iceberg, yeah, right? It is the Google Maps iceberg, okay? Yeah, now, yeah. What the, what, we're going to throw up a little image here for you that, that will show you um, what we're talking about. There's a diagram of an iceberg, and on the iceberg has certain, um, certain uh, locations and, and, I guess, events that are written on it. These are all points for you to look up on Google Maps, right? Yeah. Um, now, it's a really interesting story for those of you who spend a bit of time on Google Maps probably already know this, but there are certain pieces of imagery pertained within Google Maps that are actually completely blurred. Yes. Some of them have always been blurred. Some of them have only been blurred recently and were available prior to now. Yeah. Uh, and and it begs the question, what is going on with Google Maps, right? Yeah. So we're just going to cite a very couple, a quick couple of examples here for you. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it totally makes sense for me to blur an image of a military installation. Yeah. Now, why would you do that? It's quite obvious. You yes. probably don't want foreign countries looking at your military installments um, and, and you know, the layouts uh, of your base. Yeah. Um, it may, totally makes sense to blur images like that. But there are some images in the Google Map iceberg that are completely unexplainable. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you have any favourites when it came to that topic as far as the Google Maps iceberg? Um, no, not, not really. No? But, um, so what I'll do is I'll just quickly flip to this and so you can see that there are some places where it's like just completely overlaid with green. Yes. Right? Yes. Um you know, other places where you you know just... there's just a sm what looks to be like a smudge on a yeah. map. <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> oh man! So like oh, one look of... at that pixelation yeah. right there. That's that's like, amazing. That's right. Like what's there? What's yeah. there? There was one really funny one that I saw. <laughs> was an alien? What looked to be like a being on someone's balcony? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was available you could actually see it and and like it, it was a question of like what the hell is that like it looked legitimately like an alien body just hanging out on a balcony right yeah. 
but it was more like the American off Alien Dad than of a stereotypical alien image. Like it was really peculiar looking. Um, but now they've they've classified it. It's completely blurred. You can't find it. There it is. You found the unedited image. Now that was originally available. What is that? It could be just a, a sculpture, right? It could be mm. like a wooden carving, you know? Uh, it could be like a mannequin or like an art project. I don't yes. know. It could be anything, but it's kind of cool. I want it on my balcony. <laughs> um, and that's not the problem. The problem is they've blurred it now. Yeah. There is now reason to believe that you've seen something that you shouldn't have. Yeah. Right? Yeah, see, there's the blur. There's, there's the, the blurred image. Blur. Like... But the new version of the blur just blurs out the whole building. We don't want them to know aliens ride <laughs> push bikes on balconies. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is essentially what they're saying here. Yeah. So, like, once again, like, why draw attention to it? Yeah, they draw attention it creates to it doubt. by redacting it. Do you reckon there's just some funny dude that works at Google who, in his lunch break... <laughs> Goes around blurring shit like that. It's like he's like a troll on the next level. You know what I mean? He's going to create an international incident in his lunch hour. Like, you know what I mean? That That's pretty awesome. But once again, right, creates a problem. Because now people are like, well, why'd you blur it? Yeah, that, that's that, true. That hunger for info, as you put it, yeah, is rife at this point. Yeah, it suddenly becomes like, oh, it just happened to be someone's balcony. Now it's like an international thing. That's you know? right. That's right. Did you hear about that alien on the bike? Right? Like, <laughs> this is, yeah, there. Yeah. Now, something people can probably relate to, non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. All right, moving away from the Google iceberg. A non-disclosure agreement is just a legally binding agreement, right? Typically a document that's used between employers, employees that outlines information types that are available and handled within the company. Yes. And it it basically outlines the limitations of their use. Yes. That's I, I tried to just squeeze just it, squish in. it all in together <laughs> and that's what I came up with, Mash right? <laughs> now Good examples of non-disclosure agreements. We use them. We okay. use them at work, right? So, right. like, we get a lot of students that cycle through work. Yes. Um, you know, uh, it's not only our job to train them and, and give them experiences uh, uh, in, in practical sense. It's also with these NDAs, right? Yes. We call them privacy statements or privacy policies, right? Sure. And everyone has to sign one, including myself. Yep. Right, And basically what it says is what happens here stays here when you're talking about a client. Yes. You don't go home. You don't discuss the client with your wife. You don't discuss the client with your friends. Yes. You leave it at work. Yep. Right? That is otherwise considered a breach of privacy. Yep. And you'll be dealt with. Yeah. Right? I have had the horrible experience of dealing with somebody who broke those. Right? Right? Um, <laughs> I just, I probably, no, I'm not going to make mention of that. Is that but like, it was fun. Um, You're probably under some kind of non-disclosure yourself. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, um, it, these that's a good example of a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, okay? because what happens at work should stay at work, right? Mm. Until when, is my question. 
Until the information becomes relevant to a criminal case. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> no, no, but what about... Okay, here you go. I'm going to pose you another hypothetical. You're probably sick of these. Mm-hmm. All right. You go to work, okay? Um, and all of a sudden, they ask you to, to sign an NDA. Yes. Right? Are you, have you, do you have to sign them? <clears throat> I think normally I do. I, I haven't sure. signed anything. The okay, there's night. a new one. Right. There's a new one, right? And an updated one. An updated one. And it looks pretty serious because there's three guys with briefcases that meet you at the doorway. <laughs> okay. All right? Uh, and they pull out this pen and say, Pablo, before you're allowed in here, you are going to need to sign this. Okay. Right? And you sign because you're like, this is weird, but I'm going to sign because whatever. Right? And then, like, you realize after you've signed it and settle in for the day, there is an ominous glow coming from, like, the copier room. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you find out that your employees are storing weapons-grade plutonium. In the printer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But you also find out that in the NDA you designed that you're not actually allowed to speak about that. <laughs> now, you know you're the person you work for isn't in the weapons manufacturing business and doesn't have a license to store weapons-grade plutonium. Or you suspect they don't. Yes. But then you read the thing and it says, uh, no mention of the... Uh... <laughs> Weapons-grade plutonium in the printer room. That's right. In the third drawer of the printer. That's right. Dude, what do you do? Uh, uh, you, you go to the police, right? Yeah, but, like, this is what I'm saying, right? Like, is that an example of that power being abused with a non-disclosure agreement? <laughs> and so then you go to the police, you yes. tell them, and then they say, yeah, but, you know, you, you signed a non-disclosure agreement. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Just so, wait here while I make a call. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. <laughs> right? Oh, man. So, like, this actually happened. What? Not with the printer. <laughs> but, like, with... So, I was watching an interview with a former employee of Area 51. Right. And uh, it's not so much... Look, I'm a huge fan of Area 51 and I'm intrigued just like everybody is around Area 51. And yes, I'd love to be there. It was pertaining to the treatment of the staff. Their physical rights were actually taken away in this example. Right. And they, he felt no other option but to sign it. Okay. Because he was in a situation at the time... He couldn't afford not to work there. He couldn't afford to have that on his resume at that time that Got he was fired, fired from, from Area 51, <laughs> right? Oh, damn it. <laughs> right? And so there is a really good example of an abuse of that power as well, mm. right? When you're talking about secrecy. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look, dude, we've been talking about it. Yep. We've got to come to a point where we make a decision on what is good for everybody because yeah. we're dictators like that. <laughs> okay? You shall not redact. <laughs> That's right. So, like, where is... Because all of these things, I imagine, redaction, um, NDAs, um, privacy, um, we glanced over the whole 
I guess, ideology in this country, right? Where where we, I guess, the standard for these things are all dictated in um, law, yeah. right? And we have things like the Privacy and Personal Information Protection Act, uh, and there are fail-safes in that as well. So, like, um, so you can request uh, access to private documents under special circumstances. Mm. I feel like that's a good model. Yep. That happens a lot where I work as well. I need information about certain people and it's for their protection and their, their to mitigate risk, Yes, you know. And if I need to, I have a button I can press, uh, not a physical button, a theoretical button yep. I can press, uh, that will give me access to the information I need to protect that person. Sure. Okay? Yep. That, I feel, is a good system. Yeah. You know? But it's not... It's not closed off to being abused. Hey, have you got top secret clearance? You're not telling me about. I do in my in my role. I do actually. I'm like level ten clearance, right? Dude, uh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on the staff work tags from now on. <laughs> Levels of clearance, right? These are all on notice. Um, <laughs> put so, it on the NDA, dude. So good. I'm, oh, my workplace is about to become so much more fun. Oh, um, so like, I'm just thinking about those little plexiglass things that have to break for the nuclear launch codes and stuff. Like, how can I employ those now? It sounds so awesome. Um, but there are procedures in place yeah. where to protect that person's, protect the privacy, person's privacy. If the person who's trying to access that information isn't. Um, permitted to access it and this is what i this has been my experience personally with it all it's only as strong as each link in the chain yeah now theoretically if i was to press my little red button to gain the access to the information mm. let's say i didn't need it yeah but i just wanted it yes i could get it but theoretically then what's backing that up is the original privacy statement that i signed that work. you can't pass it on to anyone. That's exactly right. That's out of work, yeah. And that's largely unethical. I mean, you would be fired for any one of those things either way, right? Yeah. But it doesn't stop me. Yeah. I still have. So it comes largely down to honesty. Yeah. Right? And, and integrity. Mm. And how do we... Uh, is honesty and integrity two things that we hold in a high enough regard at this point to not abuse it? Mm. Because I'm going to say there are people that don't give a fuck... Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Right? Yep. So maybe that's going to come down to how I make my decision on whether or not these are valuable assets to us. Mm. Yep. They're only as valuable as people will allow them to be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so having any organizational system in place that protects people's privacy is solely dependent on the character of the person. <laughs> It yeah. makes you feel like the ledge you're standing on is yeah. becoming feel more safe. Yeah. <laughs> right. So where is the line in the sand? You know, Dude. like is there is there is there should there be such a thing as redaction at all? So I, I, you know, I think we've established that there to protect the personal information there should be lines, but in terms of public access, um, information that is publicly relevant, such as the nine eleven report. Yes. Is there room for redaction in those reports? No. No? No. Mm. Clarity is key. 
I feel like there is another element to this that we haven't addressed, and that is that you are responsible for protecting yourself when it comes to privacy and protection stuff. Read those end user like the the user agreement. Like actually take some time to understand yep. what you're doing. Um because trusting that you're going to be protected is fucking foolish. Mm. Yeah? So you need to take it upon yourself to make a decision as to what information you're going to put out there. Yeah. Yeah? As far as redaction goes, look, man, does it play a good role? Does it play a good role? I feel like it does. Here's an example. Another CIA file, like if it, the like reading those reports about the operatives that were, were finding out information around the era of the Cold War. Yeah. Probably a good idea to redact their names. Yes. You know what I mean? Like... These people are essentially doing a job, whether it's right or it's wrong, probably not for us to decide, right? But they, they're they serving their country that it's under that guise. Yes. Protect them. That's the least thing that you can do for them is protect them. Because, yeah. like, old 007, right, doesn't want to be eating cereal with his kid in the morning and fucking some terrorist busts in the door and just whacks everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of something he did. 20 years ago. Yes. Uh, you know. Yep. No, I agree. Banner. So th- there is there is room for reduction, but you don't think that the 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 gist of the conversation whatever it is that's being talked about should be reducted. The only the only circumstance in where reduction would be completely useless and rendered useless would be in a world that was completely honest. We're yep. not there. We're not, We're not there. there. We're not there. No. You know what I mean? No. So, like, because then there wouldn't be spies. That's right. That's <laughs> right. There, yeah, there wouldn't be need for it. Yes. So, like, until we get there, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. 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 Agreed. Right. Agreed. Okay. Is that? I think we've. I think we've ticked boxes tonight. Yep. I think the explanations are on the table. Yep. I feel like enough examples of. Sexual indecency with farm animals has been explained. Okay? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Welcome aboard. (laughs) Welcome aboard. (laughs) 